feel like there was at some point in your life you like sent uh, like a drunk text to someone that you regretted. Oh, of course. Why don't you tell me about the last time that happened? Um, okay, let's talk about which time. One time, <laughs> I was talking to this guy. It was a, a super toxic relationship. We still see each other when he comes into town. It's fine. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the relationship's toxic, not the penis. Right. Actually, the penis is just okay, but it doesn't matter. Anyways. Man. Dick, one time. Dick game five, straight from Nina. The game. We don't know how to play the game. We've been <laughs> out here playing the game for a really long time, but we have not been studying. Yeah, but one time I wanted him to come out, and he didn't want to come out, and I got blackout drunk and texted him 17 times. Like the same thing? No, different things. I don't know what they all said, but it was nonsense. I'll tell you that. It was just gibberish? A lot of it was just like it didn't make sense. Not Nothing I sent him made sense. Did you try and call him? No. No. Oh. I knew he wouldn't pick up the phone. That's good. But you figured that you'll keep... text messages in a row? I know he won't pick up the phone, but I figure I'll just keep spamming him gibberish drunk text messages. I was even just, like, just sending him his name a couple times. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to get his attention or something. And then I remember... That's not how that works. I remember I came to, into work the next day, and I said to you, I was like, Kashan, I think I might have ruined this. I drunk texted this guy 17 times in a row. And you were like, yeah, I think you ruined it. <laughs> Man, uh, my opinions on that have not changed. And you know what? He still kept talking to me. So we both were a mess. And for some reason, I have too. Uh, that That's it. We're going to start there. All Welcome right. back, everybody, uh, to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, me, the strong rock uh, <laughs> Sean Bachelor, the anchor to Nina's uh, ridiculousness. Yeah, uh, Nina Kern. I don't know where you're going that strong rock anchor to my ridiculousness. Yeah, sure. What does that even mean? I don't know. I'm waxing poetically. Give me some artistic license I, here. I'm sorry, but everything you have been saying tonight has sounded like an innuendo. <laughs> since I walked in the door. How does how does how is strong rock sexual? My strong rock hard penis. No, oh my, no, no one says that. I'm you're gonna ju- anchor it. No, you're forcing it. <laughs> no, I'm, All right. I'm forcing it? Yes. Yeah, you're forcing it, Kashan? No, you're forcing no. it. Yeah, so today I'm in charge. Buckle up. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not doing a very good segue. The so, loose cannon is out. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, out and rolling. She's ready to shoot. So, <laughs> um, Kashan, all right, I have a question for you. Great. There is a new show. It's low-key trash television on Netflix called Bling Empire. Have you watched it, yes or no? Do you need me to answer that question? Because you know the answer. Is yes. Okay, No, it's absolutely no. Oh, my God. I don't watch that crappy television. No, it's so good. Well, actually, no, it's just okay. But anyways, Bling Empire, if you enjoy watching trash television as much as I do, highly recommend it. There's a lot of boundaries that are crossed. Um... A lot Fake of, boundaries. No, like actual boundaries. Those shows are like mostly scripted. Okay, well, it's scripted, but it's like, holy shit, you can't actually just do that. Like, you can't go do that, and they do it. Okay, that's fair. If you know Bling Empire, we're going to be talking about Bling Empire today. But if you don't know Bling Empire, so I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory. So Bling Empire is a new reality show on Netflix. And it follows the lives of extremely wealthy Asians in Los Angeles. 
And no, it's not Crazy Rich Asians. But it's like it's obviously picking. It's obviously piggybacking off the success of Crazy Rich Asians. Right? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it follows the lives of like I don't know, probably like six or seven super rich Asians, and they're all rich for different reasons. Like one of them is, um, one of them is from a dynasty in China. One of them sells her feet pics on OnlyFans. Yeah, one's a DJ. I don't know why the one guy's rich. And then one guy isn't rich. He's just part of their friend group, Kevin, and he's my favorite one. But we're not going to be talking about Kevin today. We're going to be talking about Kelly, who is an entrepreneur, and she's worth about $5 million. She's like a real self-made lady. She's real pretty. Kevin is trying to get with her, actually, during the entire show. So... I wonder why. Well, mm-hmm. she's rich and she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in the show, Kelly, uh, she there's a right when they're introducing Kelly, she's talking about her her life and blah 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 blah, and she casually mentions her ex husband, and she she talks about him really vaguely. She doesn't like say his name or anything about that, but she uh, talks about how great he was and how he. This is also going to sound like an innuendo, but they had a very lavish lifestyle and he was always trying to please her and they had like the very nice cars and they had the big house and they were spending all this money. Weird. She's talking up her ex so much. Yeah. Not something that usually happens. Right. Right. But, um, you know, they were married. Uh, this did not last for very long because she says that after what unfolded, she quote unquote didn't know who she was sleeping next to. It was him, but he Uh, weaved a web of lies, Kashan. It's like that show, Who the Bleep Did I Marry? I never watched that show. Yeah, it's a show where, like, the spouses have, like, some weird double life or something that they they find out about, and then... The story. Oh yeah, you don't yeah. watch that kind of television, Kashan. Sounds I've like you watch that kind of television. Seen like one episode. My mom was really into murder porn. Uh, so okay, you're looking at me weird. So murder porn is the term for all of the shows that like glorify like like murders, like basically oh, the the entire porn. ID channel where they're like they make okay. money off of the victims of crimes. Okay. So that was just that's on the ID channel. So I ended up watching some then but i don't so watch it's it now. not like people murdering people and then having sex with them necrophilia no it's or, not no, I no it's not necrophilia just were dead yeah you said it's not like someone murdering someone and having sex with them which in that order guess what it's necrophilia because they're already dead I thought necrophilia was you stumble upon a dead person. It's any time you... I don't... I can't believe I'm just... I had to describe you what necrophilia is. It's just any time you have sex with a dead person. Oh, my God. Well, I never personally thought about murdering anyone and then having sex with them. No, not a lot of people do. Did you know that in Egypt for a really long time, it was um, legal to have sex with your dead wife for up to six hours after she died? (laughs) Why did they need to put that into the law? Like, someone was like, like, at six... Six hours in a minute, they were like, no, nah, never mind. That's too Set much. The timer. That's too Set much. The timer. Oh my god. Ding ding ding. Can't fuck her anymore. Um, any <laughs> she's cold now. Oh my no, no, the bit is over. <laughs> Stop with the bit. Move on. Okay, so anyways, 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 you will find out from Kelly that her husband was part of one of the biggest multi-million dollar texting scandals. 
in U.S. history. One of the biggest multi-million dollar texting scandals. Yes. Uh, unlike all of the other multi-million like dollar texting scandals un- that like we're all, all very familiar them. with. Yes, absolutely. So, we're going to kind of, conf- I'm going to kind of confuse you today if you're not already confused. Um <laughs> We've been lately focusing on like one or two people, but today we're going to have like eight, which, um, I want to, Oh, I'm so ready for you to say these names. I'm so scared. Oh, I want you to say them so bad. I don't know how to pronounce them either, but I just, Oh, I can't wait. All right. Give them to me. Well, all right. So here's what we're going to, who we're going to be talking about. Cool. Lin Mao, Yong Jason Lee, or he really just went by Jason Lee. Okay. Michael Pierce nailed that one. It's an easy one. Yong Chow Lu. And then we have Michael Pajeskowski. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And Christopher Goff. Oh, yeah, cool. And then there will be some more people later, but we'll get to them. So anyway, the main person we're going to be talking about today, though, is Lynn Mao because he Lynn was Lynn the- Mowell Miranda. Not to be confused with the um, mastermind between him, wait, behind Hamilton. Yes, the mastermind between Hamilton. The room where it happened, Kashan. Oh my god, I still haven't seen it. What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, watch watch Hamilton if you get nothing else from this podcast today. But we are going to be talking about Lynn Mao because he is the one who spearheaded this operation, and he was the one who was married to Kelly. Okay. So this is what they did from 2011 to 2013: Mao, Lee, Pierce, Lou, Pajikowski, mm-hmm. and Goff. We're engaged in a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud customers by placing unauthorized charges for premium text messaging services on consumers' cell phone bills through a practice called auto-subscribing. All right. I think we've all fallen victim to some auto-subscribing. Nina Kern is one of them. Okay? No. Really? You've never signed up for something and then forgotten to take it off? No, I would never sign up for something that I want to take off. I would only sign up for things that I need slash want. Ooh, I'm Sean. I'm responsible. Ooh, I'm Sean. I'm making informed decisions about things. That's not a good reason to make fun of somebody, Nina. I just feel like we've all been in this situation where you mean to cancel something. You're like, you're like okay, I'm going to sign up for the free trial, and then you're going to cancel it, and then you forget to cancel it. All right. Nope. Well, I know that our listeners at home have done this, and I'm not the only one. It's fair. But anyway, so Mal and Lee worked for a company that had premium text messaging services. And these, if we want to think back all the way to 2011, 10 years ago. I remember. Oh. Can you believe that was 10 years ago? Oh, my God. I graduated high school 10 fucking years ago. I was 16. I could I drive 10 years ago. Oh. 18. It's insane. But anyways, um, so this premium texting service that they worked for, it would send out horoscopes and celebrity gossip and trivia, etc. Um, And I remember getting text messages like with your horoscope and like they're like, oh, sign up for your horoscope. And oh, yeah, they're like, bling, bling. Oh, Nina, you're a Scorpio. That's what you said earlier, right? Yeah. Your uh, horoscope for February 24th, 2021, the day of recording. Uh, powerful feelings are at play under Wednesday's skies, Scorpio. Your ruling planet, self-assertive Mars, locks into a strong alignment with emotionally honest Pluto. This is nonsense. The union encourages you to face important conversations, particularly in the relationship front. Ooh, you got to deep. Elsewhere, the showy Leo Moon, oh my God, directs your attention towards career matters, but her series of hard aspects, what does that mean, can stir up unacknowledged issues on the home and family front. 
Here's the thing about horoscopes. So people would pay for that. Yeah, they for would. To send well, that and to this you. was before you know we had all of our little apps, and no one had CoStar. Like, but I don't put a lot of stock in horoscopes because I was like, oh yeah, that sounds about right with like three things that Kashan read. But it's like anybody can read into it. What's your horoscope today? Stress is easy to come across under today's cosmic landscape. More like ever, am I right? So anyway. Mao and Lee worked for the company with the premium texting services. Pearson Liu, they worked for a company that was affiliated. Now, Pajikowski and Goff, they worked for a mobile aggregator, which I had never heard of before. And a mobile aggregator will serve as the middleman between the texting company and the customer. And so they were the ones who are in charge of making the monthly charges. So what it means is like the mobile aggregator will work in between the big company like AT&T. And then they will um, work with the small company as well who want to advertise via text. So they'll be like, hey, AT&T. Uh, so do they have like the number banks that they uh-huh. send the numbers out to? But yes. then they talk to yes. AT&T and get yes. the charges on their bill for whatever services were bought through them. Damn, Kashan, you're reading my mind because I was just about to say the mobile aggregator can have access to hundreds and thousands of phone numbers because of this. Dope. So Mao's company was not making very much money. What what was Mao's company doing? They were the one who had the texting services. So they were the ones that were texting out the, these premium texting services. So they're the so ones they're that the ones do they like write we, the horoscopes and stuff? Is that what they do? And then they, they send them? And then so they would, I think that they worked from what I understand is they worked with the people that were writing the horoscope. So you had horoscopes and you were like, hey, I want to like I have this horoscope service. Will your company send out these horoscopes? And so they'd be like, hey, sign up for this horoscope. And then people are like, I want my horoscope every day or I want celebrity gossip every day or I want to play trivia because this is before like not very many people had smartphones back then. Yeah, no, definitely on my first track phone. I remember signing up for like a fact of the day thing that was yeah. free. Exactly. Send me a fact yeah. over text. Yeah. What was that number that we would text people? I mean, text. Was it Chi-Chi? You could text Chi-Chi anything. Cha-Cha? Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. Oh, my God. You were, you were like, uncovering memories deep from yeah. my past. Yeah. So this is the age of Cha-Cha. Like, you didn't just have Google on your phone. You didn't have these apps that did these things. You would have to sign up for a texting service. So these um, people who had these services, like the celebrity gossip and the trivia, they would go to companies like Mal's and be like, hey, send these out. Okay. Well, Mal was sending these out, but people weren't signing up for them. So they weren't making any money. So he ended up going to the... Mo- the um, so he ended up going to Pajikowski and Goff, who were the... You know, the mediator between the big companies and the small companies. Mm-hmm. So they would work with AT and they would work with Mal to get his shit to AT and T customers. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So Mal was like, "Hey," he went to them. And he's like, "I'm going to make these people auto subscribe. All right, and you guys are going to be in on it because he had this plan. Because he's like, I'm not making any money. Let's scam them. All right. So he went for the phone numbers, and there was an upfront payment given. Of $100,000 for the numbers. So he paid that money to Pajikowski and Goff for these numbers. Because they orig- they normally wouldn't give the texting services these numbers. The texting service would be like, here's our service. Send it out. They send it out. They wouldn't actually give the texting service the numbers. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So he was like, hey, if I get these numbers, if you give me X amount of numbers, here's $100,000. 
and I'll give you a percentage of the monthly payment that these people have to pay because they're auto-subscribing. Now, what what is auto-subscribing mean? Auto-subscribing, it's not illegal, but it's when you sign up for a service. So, like, you're automatically auto-subscribed to, like, Hulu or Netflix or things like that where you have a reoccurring charge every single month. Okay. That it's just taken directly out of, or it's either put directly on your bill or now it's just taken right out of your credit card. Yeah. Now that's not illegal, but the problem was, and this is, you yeah, know, you have to, get into you it. like sign an agreement saying that it's okay to do that, right? Exactly. And the issue was, was that they were doing this without people's knowledge. So they were just sending out these services, charging people. But they didn't know about it. So they would send these unsolicited text messages to numbers that had been purchased and then enrolled these customers in the premium texting services without their knowledge. People were getting these text messages and a lot of people were like, and I remember getting like those kind of ads when I had those phones back in the day. Yeah, before like the internet and stuff, like that's how ads were sent. You would get like spam texts instead exactly. of like spam emails like you do now, like you would just get yeah. spam texts. And you would still get spam emails, but yeah. this was like a new frontier. It's like robocalls before robocalls were a thing. Like, exactly. like they had to send it out through text. And then people were just deleting the text messages because they just thought that they were spam. Yeah. And so, I mean, I remember doing that. I remember getting like weird ass text messages and just being like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, and being like, do you want to receive more? Like, why yeah, is my hand? And you're exactly. like, fuck you. Exactly. Um, but what was really bad was the way that they were manipulating the bills, it made it look like the customers had approved it when they really hadn't. So that was a no-no. Even though people weren't signing up, it looked like they had signed up. They're getting these texts that they didn't want. So they would start getting charged $9.99 a month for these text messages, which that adds up. It's a lot of money, actually. It's a lot of money, actually. And when it appeared on their phone bill, the charge would be like, they well, every article I read said abbreviated, but it was literally this long. But it was like a bunch of nonsense. So you couldn't really tell. Horoscope, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, cat. But it wasn't even like horoscope, Bill Face, Clinton. Face, spruce tree, whatever. 00015732912991. Yeah, but it was like nonsense. It was like 98Q47217. Oh, they're just long strings of characters? Yeah, like percentage sign nonsense. And so people were like, I don't know what this is. And then if they did, so. You know, some people don't look at their bill, so they'll just pay the bill. Yeah, I I almost never do. Right. But it's usually the same price, though. So I guess if I saw a different price, it'd be like, "Mm." I mean, I guess the only way you wouldn't pay, like, the same price every month now is if you don't have unlimited data. Yeah. Um, Or I'm renting, like... um, Like like a jitterbug. Yeah. Or, like, um, Big Milf 7. Yeah. Or something straight from the T-Mobile store. So either people were just paying them. Because they weren't looking at the bills or when they did try to dispute them because of the way the company was scamming people, it looked like they had signed up. So did they have to provide like proof or something like when they signed up? Like how did they let basically how did they let AT&T know that like the customers approved this charge? Well, it's because of the way the mobile aggregator was signing these people up. However, they did it looked as if it was being approved. Okay, it's almost like 
how Wells Fargo was signing these people up, and it looked like they were approving people for their like life insurance. Oh yeah, because they, they would put all their or, own contact information, like the banks right. would, instead of the customers, so they would never receive confirmation of it. Right. So, so they're making. I mean, you know, you've got hundreds of thousands of people who are auto subscribed to these services without wanting to. That's a lot of money, right? So they had to launder it. It's a million. That's a couple million. Hundred thousand times ten. That's a million. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that they scammed. So. They started laundering the money, and they worked together to make shell companies to collect the money. Love their gasoline. We, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shell, we love her. Love that caramel sauce. I will say the that there was a very sauce. long period of time where my family refused to get gas from BP. And you ask, is that because of the oil spill? Absolutely not. They supported abortion. Oh, I was going to say because they're British. Or that British Petroleum. Like your parents are so rooted in conservatism that they still believe the British are against us. So anyway, um, these people, this is the one kind of... I thought it was stupid, but then I thought more about it. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is smart. So when they were laundering the money, they were using their own personal emails and not their work emails to do it. So they like wouldn't get caught, if that makes sense. And uh, they had really great emails. And I can't wait to share them. Here's one of them. You know, it was the early early 2010s. Everybody had an embarrassing email, and these gentlemen, they weren't immune to it. So, that's one spicy meatball at gmail.com and very.important.information.123 at gmail.com. I love that one. Straight, I like that one. Straight to the point. Very informative. I like it. Very important information. Uh, That's one spicy meatball. That's funny. It's okay. I think that's funny. It's okay. I like it. What was your stupid... uh, email growing up oh man it is still all of my uh oh man i probably can't say that or else people ah, are gonna start no you know what i will find it's still all of my uh gamer tags on all like my like what like xbox and shit okay they're spelled differently so it'll be hard for people but uh it's penguinator 420 <laughs> at yahoo sorry uh, i don't know how to spell penguinator <laughs> <laughs> this is simple it's straightforward i don't know why i came up with it uh penguins uh still to this day are my favorite animal i made it when i was like 11 or something wait penguin under 420 yeah and i did the, you know what 420 meant no but my mom was a big stoner so i knew of the word the number and i was like 420 is a cool number i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it onto the end of mine. So I was Penguinator, already not up to a good start, and then 420, and I was like 10. So it was like me playing Halo 3, being like, ha ha, get pwned. And then there's a bad voice coming from someone named Penguinator 420. I mean, you've kind of redeemed yourself with the 420, but not totally. What? That makes it better? I mean, I feel like the 420 kind of redeems it. Uh, well, someone already had Penguinator, so I couldn't choose that. That's why I put the 420 oh, on the God. first place. Oh, God. More than one person came up with Penguinator? Yeah. It's a made-up word. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of cool, right? I'm the Penguinator. See? You had fun doing that, I they can tell. They did. So, uh, they would, what they would do with these shell companies, and this is like how they like would launder the money, they would send invoices to Mal for the services he never provided, and then he would send them the money. Does that make sense? They'd be like, hey, I did this service for you. Here's the invoice. And then he would pay it. But really, it was like the money for the. No, that's that's classic. We talked about that in Michelle. Michelle Sindona. Like that's one of the most common ways to launder money is just to set up a company that no one knows you own or someone you're in with and then say that you did work for like 
clerical services or something mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then they just like bill them for like a million dollars or whatever. And yeah. then you get the million dollars and then they give you the kickback and now you pay taxes on it. So it's clean. There you go. And that's what they did. But this scheme was really, really successful and they generated over $150 million. Holy shit. That's way proceeds. more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And on the show, Bling Empire, Mal's wife, Kelly, um, she's quoted in the beginning saying, we lived a privileged, outrageous lifestyle. Seven cars, four houses. We were spending 400000 a month on our black Amex. Amex. Yeah. Amex. Yeah, no one does Amex. I was was an Amex. That's just on their credit card. That's. And they they had an an Amex Black, too. Yeah. That's the like. As if, well, you can spend four hundred on thousand on it. That I'm pretty sure that the black card, yeah, the black card is the one that has no credit limit. You have to like, you can't apply. Like they reach out to you to get one, and oh, wow. one of the holders, ha- one of the holders of a black card, literally was trying to find sand from the Dead Sea, and couldn't find it online. This is a very weird story. Contacted American Express. And and they were like, yeah, we'll get it for you. American Express sent someone out to the Dead Sea to collect sand for this guy. Why? Because they get so much money from these people. Like American Express, like the amount of credit they take out. Like they spend millions upon millions of dollars on their American Express every single year. I didn't know this was possible. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Wow, to be rich. If I was a rich man. The second time we've sang that now. That is. Um, but I really want to just know how you spend $400,000 in one month, though. Uh, you buy 400000 McDoubles. Oh, no, they're more money now. Sorry, $4,000 uh, cheeseburgers for McDonald's. Okay, so this scam, as we've already stated, affected hundreds of thousands of people. And then they got caught. <laughs> so the IRS and the FBI, they were like, they were investigating this situation because they're like, hmm, this seems a little bit fresher. You you just have to know that like the director of the FBI got one of these and he's like, this horoscope's fucking dog shit. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm not in a bad mood today. These people don't know what they're talking about. We got to check this out. Bullshit. They're liars. Um, and so they got caught. And the IRS special agent in charge, which I didn't even know the IRS had special agents in charge. I just thought they were soul suckers. Um, William Offord said, the arrests today highlight the magnitude of this complex e-commerce fraud against unwilling customers. Crimes like auto-subscribing undermine the integrity of our economic system. I don't know if I'd be that dramatic. I'm going to say, that's a lot. What's his name? William Offord. That's a lot, William Offord, okay? Yeah. You got to tone it back. Like, yeah. yeah it's like, the, but these people who were receiving these were kind of like, after you get a couple, I'd probably be like, they're sending me this every fucking day. Right. Yeah. You know? And I'm getting charged every month. They keep telling me the status of Brad Pitt's and Angelina Jolie's marriage, and I can't do it Back anymore. Back then, that is what you would be getting. That is the celebrity gossip See? that you and would I'd be, be like, receiving. I cannot listen to. Th- I cannot get these texts anymore. I'm checking into it. Um. So when they got in trouble, Lynn Mao was arrested and at the Los Angeles airport, which is just like a really big bummer because you're about to go on a nice little trip, fly wherever you're flying, and you get arrested. Like, did he get arrested before or after he went through TSA? Because that would 
Well, he has TSA pre-check. Well, but was that before TSA pre-check? That would really suck, though, if you went through TSA and then got arrested. I know. God, you got to go through all the effort. You got to take off your shoes. Yeah. You got to take off your belt. All right. You got to have the lady behind there yell at you that your laptop has to be in a different bin. Yes. From your other electronics, because it's slightly larger. And I'm like, I just want to put my laptop and my switch in the same bin. And now I got to take up four bins because my shoes got to be in a separate one. And my food's got to be a separate one. Yeah. And you're the most stressful part of my day. And I just want to get through this. And then you get arrested. But anyway, so Lynn Mao was arrested in the Los Angeles airport. Lee, Pajikowski, and Goff, they were all arrested at home. So they didn't even have to leave home. They got arrested That's in nice. California and Texas. Come to California and get arrested in the safety of your own home. Yes. And then Pearson Lau, Lou, Lou, L-I-U. Yeah, you, you 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 don't know on that one. You I keep don't know uh, on that you one. keep making a decision and flip flopping. I don't know. They were residing in Australia, so they did not get arrested at the time. Dope. But then the proceedings were happening. Let's figure out how we're gonna nail these guys, right? They found more people who were involved and they got in trouble too. And their names were and these are all equally as difficult. This one's easy. Fraser Thompson, Eugenie. Eugenie? Yeah, it's you. E-U-G-E-N-I. Eugenie? I mean, I guess. Svenenko. Sure. I don't know. Francis Asifua and Darcy Webb. Of course, Darcy Darcy. Webb. Thank you, you, Darcy. Having a short name. Monosyllabic. Everybody, they got charged with... Guess what they got charged with? Uh, um, uh, mail fraud. Yes, and, oh, oh, yes, I and, did it. Um, and wire fraud. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah you didn't look. No, nice. I guess that right now. Yes, everybody gets in trail, trouble for mail fraud and that's wire fraud. It's always what it is. Yeah, that's always what they get. And um, that last group of people, what did they, what did they work for? Did they, were they just like another aggregator or something? Yeah, so they worked with the aggregators, and then some of them worked with Mao. Okay, so they yeah. were they were just employees at both of the companies we've right, already talked about. Right, but they about. were also like main, like they were like chess pieces. Like yeah, but they, they, they knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, basically. they absolutely knew what was going on. And they helped facilitate yes. it, obviously, because yes. they got they arrested. Got, yeah, because like Kelly, she didn't get arrested. Well, she probably, did she even know what was going on, no. honestly? No. Also, she, you said she's still rich. What, the, what does she do? She's an entrepreneur. Yeah, okay, what does she sell? Entrepreneur is a stupid fucking, sells. is a stupid buzzword where if you say like, <sighs> I'm an influencer. And everyone's like, what the fuck does that mean? You've said a nonsense word that gives me no information. That's what an entrepreneur is. It's like, you, to tell me you sell, like, shoes for cats. Okay. Like, like, you sell something. I get that. What's the thing you sell more than anything else? An entrepreneur who works as an investor and movie producer. And movie So, she's professionally rich. That's what all of the things you just said are. Yes. Like, movie producers, you're professionally rich. You get money from other people to fund movies. Yes. Entrepreneur, sure. you... Most of her wealth comes from her work as an entrepreneur, investor, and producer. Yep. So, she's professionally rich. She yeah. was rich, and she found a way to keep, keep that money rich. into making money. Yes. Great. Absolutely. God. Um, must so, be nice. Yeah, right? Well, everybody who got in trouble, they all pleaded guilty. And so they were supposed to go to jail for up to 20 years, but did anybody get convicted for 20 years? No. That never happens then. So Mal cooperated with authorities. Of course he did. Yeah. I mean, like. Right? And he only had to spend. turncoat. Sorry. (laughs) I feel. I'm sorry. I'm I'm passionate. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, he got in trouble and uh, he had to. And he only had to spend two years under supervised release. 
He never even went to prison? No. Did he have to pay the money back? He did have to pay money back. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, others in the scam were sentenced to two and a half to ten years. And on Bling Empire, Kelly states that the couple's assets were frozen and they gave the government roughly $168 million back. Okay, so they did give more than what they supposedly yes. took. Yes, yep. So at least they did that. Yeah. You and know. that was just Mao. I don't know what the other people gave back. So that was a lot of money that he had to return, which is good. Okay. Fuck you. I was going to say, when it comes to these kind of crimes, when it's people like just defrauding people out of money, at least they pay the money back. Because that's the thing. A lot of the times we get these where they they get slapped on the wrist with a like a one-year jail sentence or something. Right. And then they have to pay back less money than what they made off of whatever scam they were doing. We've talked that with right. basically- Right. We've done that a lot. With we've had every to go corpor- over that a yeah. lot. With every corporation we've talked about. All of the executives that were running whatever they were doing uh, that was wrong, they always end up paying less money back and getting like a slap on the wrist. And that's like fucking like securities fraud, like something that should be way worse than. I mean, I understand a lot of old people were probably swindled out of their money with this scheme, but securities fraud just seems worse to me. It's because it is. It's, It's your private info. Yeah. And it makes you feel shitty when people, you know, steal your info. What do you think securities fraud is, Nina? Isn't it when, like, your security has been breached? No. Damn it. That's identity theft? Uh, no, I'm talking about security. Yeah, securities is, like, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Like, securities is, like, oh. like stock All right, holdings. I guess I didn't know. So, no. <laughs> no. So, securities fraud is when they manipulate the stock market to make money. That's what we've talked about on a lot of corporations. Well, yeah, we have talked about that. I just and Enron and thought that it all kind of went under the same umbrella. You know what I've learned more and more recently <laughs> that I don't... I, yeah, have you seen Ozark? No. All right, well, there's this line this girl says, and she's like, I don't know shit about fuck. And I'm like, that is <laughs> how I've been feeling a lot lately. I don't know anything. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, wow, you just said three things that I don't know what you're talking about. Had to do with Ronald Reagan, and I didn't know what they were talking about. Well, we haven't talked about Ronald. Well, we we did talk a little bit about Ronald Reagan, but not specifically about Ronald Reagan here. Right. But anyways, so that's where our story concludes. Kelly and Mao, they got divorced. Shocking. She's now with Andrew Gray. Andrew Gray? Yeah, he was the Red Power Ranger. Man. Um, I thought he was the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. No, that's Christian Gray. Yeah, I, and I don't he's know. a fictional just, character. I'm sure someone out there has tried to like marry Harry Potter or something. Oh, absolutely. If so people maybe try to marry Christian dolphins, Gray, I don't know. If people try to marry dolphins, they try to marry fictional characters. Dolphins look cute, though. <laughs> I mean, the dolphin is cute, but you don't want to marry it. You can't build a life with oh, a dolphin. Oh, no, I have big commitment issues. I would never marry a dolphin. Neither would I. Me and the, you know who I wouldn't have to define a relationship with? A dolphin. Yeah, because they don't speak English. It's awesome. So anyways, Kelly is in a relationship with Andrew, and he is super toxic, and he's super awful. And if you or someone you know is in a super toxic, awful relationship, seek help. Break up with that person. You will be better without them. Yeah, and if you're single, you might get on The Bachelor. No, but she doesn't they need only someone take yelling at her all on the, the time. Bachelor. He yelled at her all the time, and he was super manipulative and not nice to her. I don't like that. I don't think anyone likes that, Nina. No one's like, oh, yeah. That's you know what I want in my relationship? My I want to be manipulated. It's actually kind of a lot of people, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. So, 
Anyways, thanks so much for listening today. It was a shorter episode. I understand that. Yeah, this but... is definitely going to cut down. Just a small little uh, story about a uh, a popular Netflix show right now, Bling Empire, and the, uh, the fraud that surrounded one of the uh, people on that show, their ex-husbands. A text yes. fraud. <laughs> no, but it is. It's, it's fraud, and people were scammed out of money. Oh, yeah. And this is the only time where there was a little bit of justice, because they had to pay back more money than they yeah. earned. And, I mean, a lot of this is prevalent now, I guess. Uh, people are still getting scammed at a lot of money. More money than anyone right now would think out of, like, email scams mm-hmm. and out of robocalls. I know literally 90% of us get those emails or get those calls and think that they're stupid and don't understand how anyone could fall for them. There are people out there that do that, that do, fall, do fall for them. They might even be people, you know, that don't have all their mental faculties anymore, but mm-hmm. they, they still have money uh, that they can lose to these scammers. So uh, th- this is an important story, and it does mimic now, and I think it does show why we still need to think about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, absolutely. If you like the episode... Um, Please uh, follow our social media. You can follow yeah. us at Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash white collars, red hands. You can also follow our Twitter at white collars pod mm-hmm. or our Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. Our analytics show that 80% of you right now are probably listening on iTunes. We'd love you'd go by and drop uh, an honest review. Uh, of course, we love good reviews. We love seeing a five star review. Uh, but if you do have something uh, you'd like us to improve upon, uh, just nicely put it in the review and you don't have to give a f- five stars and you get a chance of maybe getting read uh, later. We'd love to see our number bump up on that. So yeah, thanks so bump much, you guys. Up the numbers, bump the numbers. Uh, does pump not work. Up the numbers, pump them up. Pump them up. Yeah, yeah I was uh, trying. <laughs> uh, if you have a suggestion, uh, yeah. you can go ahead and send it over to uh, whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. Uh, you just heard our first yeah, listener, first our first listener fan, requested fan, episode. Fan review. No, no, no. Yeah, fan. Listener requested episode. Yeah. Uh, right before this, and we think of it really well, uh, just make sure that it fits within uh, the, the things parameters. we talk about here about white collar crime or about crime committed by the wealthy mm-hmm. and we'd love to cover it so yes we would i think that's it for this week and i think that about covers it <laughs> and we'll see you next week on another episode of white, white collars red, red hands. hands every week <laughs>